Okay, today um, I'm going to talk about can't find your cape. I think I think Brady touched a little bit on it about how you know we're in a war and uh, we as men are expected to to be the hero, be the champion, be the superhero, and there's and there's a lot that we need to do and are expected to do, but sometimes we find ourselves going, I have no idea what to do. So um, I'm going to give you kind of, I'm going to give you one verse that we're going to run with and I'm going to throw a ton of verses at you. So um, if we, if we go too fast and you don't, um, if, if you don't have time to follow along, you guys can come on in. We, we started um, just a little bit early so uh, that we could get out of here. But um, if you, if you go through and and need some need some of these verses. I can email them to you. I can give you these. I can make copies. So, but the verse that we're going to stay in for the majority is Second Peter chapter one verse three. It's a verse that uh, most of you guys most of you guys would know. Just as a refresher, if I if I started it, you guys would be able to kind of ad lib your way most of the way through it. And so, um, so if you do have a Bible, turn to. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3, and we're going to fly through um, a few thoughts here, and then uh, I kind of have a, a silly analogy that will hopefully help it to kind of stick in your mind, kind of a, kind of a picture of, of what it is. So uh, 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3 says this, His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of Him, who called us by His own glory and goodness, and so I've I've heard this I've heard this verse a lot uh, in the context of new life and growing up in a church. Um, I grew up in Denver, went to an amazing church, Calvary Temple. It's just south of Cherry Creek Mall. Um, it was kind of one of the first mega churches of all time, and the pastor there pastored that church for 51 years. Uh, became a friend of our family, a mentor to me. It was my first job out of college, working for him in a in a missions organization, and um, and loved him loved him dearly. I, I could I could hardly keep up with him. Uh, and when I worked with him, he was he was 82 years old, and I was just out of college. And we traveled um, all throughout the United States and to a couple countries together. And I just tried to carry his bags, and he he was going, 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 preaching, preaching. And he was a guy that was a superhero to me. He, though he didn't wear a cape, I felt like man, this guy lived a life in love with the Lord Jesus, and. Um, and had a huge, huge impact in my life. This is a verse that I've heard him speak. I've heard a lot of people, a lot of people share. And in casual Christian conversation, uh, the verse, His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness. We kind of stop right there. Um, his divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness. It's kind of the pressures on or an encouragement verse. Or, you know, we got everything we need. We got everything we need for life and godliness. And, um, and then the rest of the verse, through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. It's so funny. I have in my notes, David versus Goliath. And then Brady was, was talking about that. And I was like, uh, you know, hopefully he goes the same direction. And I, th- and I think he did. Because I have written down here, David's knowledge of the Lord gave him the confidence to race towards Goliath. His knowledge of the Lord had been tested and expanded in his personal life when he confronted and conquered both the lion and the bear. And so that verse, 2 
2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3, it's through our knowledge of Him. So we have, His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of Him. And so knowledge is an interesting thing because that's what caused Adam and Eve to fall in the garden. It was, it was if you taste this fruit then you will know things and you will be like God. And so, um, this is what I have written down for, um, for the enemy and knowledge. The enemy has always and from the beginning tempted us with knowledge. We will see it more and more as the years roll on that our God-given desire to seek knowledge of Him will be confronted with the ability to gain knowledge, to distinguish good from evil, ever tempted to become like God's ourselves. So, so the fruit was given to Eve, or she took it, and it, was, and it was with the notion of, if you take this, what God really said was that you'll be like him, knowing good from evil. And so she took it thinking this was kind of the passage or the right to become sort of a god herself, and then she passed it along. I have an iPhone, I don't know if any of you guys do, it's a, it's a silly little instrument that... Um, that somebody much smarter than myself invented. This can do anything that you want it to do, basically. Uh, when I wake up in the morning, I can touch on a Bible tab, and I can read. There's reading plans through here, and I can get kind of the verse of the day, devotional of the day. Um, but then also, um, more typically, there's a weather bug. There's so many different options. So I can, I can click on here, and let's just, let's just do this for fun. Because at our fingertips now is knowledge, ever-increasing, ever-expanding ever knowledge. And it's that which I believe the enemy is going to kind of add to our lifestyle more and more. And so, uh, and now it's freezing up on me, obviously. So, <laughs> but, uh, so this morning, for instance, before I opened my shades in, in, in my bedroom, I, I was able to click on this and know that it was going to be, what, 46 today, I think. And then I can scroll through, um, that's at, that's at the Air Force Academy. I live just north of here, and so the closest one. And so I get like real-time, accurate, this is right by my house weather. So right now at the Air Force Academy, it says it's 39 degrees. There's a, uh, wind coming from the south at 18 miles an hour. I can scroll through here and find different locations, such as Denver. Denver, uh, that's where I'm from, 54 degrees and wind at only 3 miles an hour. So we all wish that we lived in Denver today. But I can go through here and find name name the city and i'll tell you and i'll tell you how how warm it is i was going to el salvador so i plugged el salvador in here one time and it's like 90 every day so it got boring so i erased it so um <laughs> but um then there's also you know there also on here there's there's news there's weather um there's gps i can tell you exactly how how long it would take for us to drive from this location to any one of your houses, and I could get it in a matter of probably 30 seconds, um, and then I could switch over to how long it would take to walk if we all decided, hey, we're going to walk from here to your house. And I could tell you that. And so the knowledge, and then I don't know if you guys are on Facebook or Twitter, it's kind of silly also, but um, you can click a button on here, and, and any list of randomly of my friends or acquaintances or people that I don't even know are telling me what they're doing on in an instant. And so I could come in here and I could text that I'm with a bunch of men from New Life and enjoying a great guy's morning out. And so there's what I'm trying to say is that 
is that all of a sudden there is knowledge at our fingertips like never before. Because when, when I grew up and when most of you guys grew up, you would, you would kind of wait until the 9 o'clock or 10 o'clock evening news to figure out what happened in the world, right? And then all of a sudden CNN was birthed out of Atlanta and, and uh, the president, I forget uh, which president it was, was at Camp David getting news about uh, a war that we were actually in. And they were getting news via CNN. That's crazy to think about, right? And so now we don't, we don't have to stay up until the 10 o'clock news. I can get news on my phone. I have USA Today on here. I have the AP local news. So it gives me, it gives me articles from the Gazette. So all of that is kind of a rant uh, and a rambling of knowledge is ever increasing. But 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3 drive it into your heads today. His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of Him who called us by His own glory and goodness. And so, what's interesting is that everything we need for life and godliness comes from what? Our knowledge of Him. And so, it's as we grow in our knowledge, not of what people are posting on Twitter and Facebook, and what uh, the ever-decreasing supply of journalists is trying to write to maintain their jobs, right? Or what CNN or Fox News or MSNBC is trying to kind of slant our perspective on the world. But everything we need for life and godliness, we get through our knowledge of Him. Now, one of my favorite words in that verse is the word through. That's a conductive word. And what's interesting about that is that that tells me that God, an unlimited being, and the first part of that, His divine power. So think about His divine power as this unlimited source. We can plug our, uh, our, our lamps in or our electronics into the plug and we don't even think about it unless we're an electrician. But we kind of have this ability at our house or at our place of business. We plug something in and it recharges or it gives us light or it gives us power. But this is, this is not uh, Mountain View Electric that we're talking about. This is His divine power. An unlimited being. An unlimited source. His divine power has given us everything we need. His divine power has given us our capes. To be a man. Man of God. To be a father. To be a friend. To be a pastor. To be a leader. To be a businessman. To be somebody who pursues righteousness and godliness. And so it's His divine power that's given us our cape. But... It's through our knowledge of Him. So God, an infinite being, has chosen to become finite, limiting Himself through what? Our knowledge. Wow. So, so as our knowledge of Him increases, we gain unlimited access to everything that we need for life and godliness. So, so the analogy here is this. It's, it's as simple as a straw. That here, let's just say over here, is His divine power. And over here is us, basically. And what His divine power, what we need from that is everything we need for life and godliness. But in the middle of that, 
is a conductive word through which an infinite being has chosen to limit himself and his power through a conductive word through what? And this would have a label of what? Our knowledge of him. So the doorway or the path or the conduit between us and God is our knowledge of him. And then if I read the Bible, I understand that I can grow in my knowledge of him. And so let, let, me, just, let me just go through. I have, I, have tons, I have tons and tons of verses, but, um, but I'm, gonna, I'm just going to fly through this. Okay? So imagine, imagine you're just coming to Christ, and one of the verses that we're going to throw around at Sunday school and at New Believers is what? Anything in John, basically. And so we say, John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him would not, shall not perish, but have eternal life. Right? And so we get that, and so through his divine power, we're squeezing this verse into us, and we get that, and we chew on that for the first few weeks of us becoming a, a brand new baby Christian, and we think... Man, that's amazing. God so loved me that he gave his only son. And then we read other verses that Jesus answered, John 14, 6. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. And so here, if, if I've been living in this world that says, oh, it doesn't matter what you believe. I respect that, man. But I'm going to do this, too. And there's, we can do whatever we want to. Right? But then as, as I read that verse... I think, wait a minute, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. And so he, he again is saying, listen, I'm, I'm that. I'm the way, and so you, you can't have me and this. And so we start to kind of go, wow, I don't know. And there's things being squeezed into our knowledge of him that's kind of the cartoon idea of when something gets shoved down a pipe, you know, and the, and the, and the cartoon is stuck in that pipe, but the pipe expands and then spits him out at the end. We're getting some massive revelation shoved through our limited knowledge of him, but then as that happens, we think, man, I need to increase in my knowledge of him. Psalm 65, 3, when we were overwhelmed by sins, you forgave our transgressions. Right, right, because when I was overwhelmed by sins, and so, uh, you know, we're, we're just thinking, man, there is something, there's something here. Every time, every time I plug in over here, I get something that I need for that day. I understand something just a little bit more. And so then we get through, you know, the kind of the easy, I'm learning to become a Christian. Somebody told me to read the book of John and, and said, hey, read a psalm every day or a Proverbs every day. And so we do that. And then we bump into uh, a New Life small group or a New Life men's group or global Sunday school or somebody that sits down and takes time with us and they, they introduce us to the book of Hebrews. Oof. And so we get to Hebrews and we read in chapter 5 this, In fact, though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you the elementary truths of God's word all over again. You need milk, not solid food. Anyone who lives on milk being still an infant is not acquainted with the teaching about righteousness, but solid food is for the mature who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. And all of a sudden, we realize that what we've been trying to drink with a straw, we need to expand our knowledge of him. And so we're like, God, please give me something else. And so we go through and then we get this and, 
and and our knowledge of him is increasing and we take something and we take something like the verse uh, Philemon verse 6 says I pray that you may be active in sharing your faith so that you will have a full understanding of every good thing we have in Christ so how do we expand our knowledge how do we go from a straw to a PVC pipe Philemon chapter 6 it's a great verse for a missions pastor right I pray that you may be active in sharing your faith so that you will have a full understanding of every good thing we have in Christ and so as we share our faith all of a sudden those verses that we read and had this revelation and sat in our room and, and prayed to God and said, thank God, thank you for this first, thank you for dying on the cross for me. We get that and then we try to explain that verse to somebody and all of a sudden our knowledge of him increases and we trade our PVC, our, our, our straw for a PVC pipe and, and then all of a sudden we, we trade our PVC pipe for a bigger PVC pipe. I know this is so stupid, kind of, it's silly. But, but, I don't have time to go through all of this, but you get this, and all of a sudden, because you have this, something that you can kind of reach through and say, God, give me more. It's not just like a, take a, take a sip. You know, my kids have still have the sippy cups. I have a five-year-old boy, three-year-old girl, and, and a boy that's about to turn one. And they have sippy cups because it's the, it's how often during dinner time do the, do the drinks get knocked over? Every night. Thank God for sippy cups. Again, somebody else. Brilliant inventors. People thinking of things that we need in, in our life. But, but that, are we, are we, and is Brady challenging us down there in the tent, are we as men kind of drinking from God through a sippy cup when we need to take the whole boot, you know, just the, just drink it full. And so if our knowledge of Him causes us just to take sips every once in a while, then I have to spend time in the Word going, God, I want to know more about you. And as you give me more about you, then help me to share it with somebody else. Because when I share it, all of a sudden I turn around and God has a bigger pipe that He's just giving it, giving it to me. And then, and then I can reach through there and say, God, give me more! And I pull something out and it's John, 1 John 3, 1. How great is the love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God and that is what we are. All of a sudden it's not just, hey, He loved me and I got saved and these are good things and I can live a good life. All of a sudden I am God's child. I am, the, I am a, a, a son to Him. John 10, 10. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. So I say, I want to move away from the struggles that I've faced as I've been trying to learn what it's like to live this Christian life and live, live a full and godly life. Matthew 6, 6. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees, you, who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And then it's not about me. It's about me connecting with God and not about what I can do, not about good works. Mark chapter 8, verse 34. Then he called, to the crowd, he called the crowd to him along with his disciples and said, If anyone would come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. And you get that one. If anyone would come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. And life is so good. You're loving being a Christian. And that one comes down the pike and you're like, yeah! I don't know about that. Take up my cross? And you struggle with that. And it takes, it takes you a, a couple days, a couple weeks, a couple months to kind of dwell on that verse. If anyone would come after me, he must deny himself. God, deny myself and take up my cross and follow me? I, God, I just went to the thorn. I know what that 
I don't know what that looks like. That's not a life that I, you know? It's not Disneyland, like Disney World, like Pastor Brady keeps saying. And then Matthew 10, 32, Whoever acknowledges me before men, I will also acknowledge him before my Father in Heaven. And so you think, okay God, and as Brady said this morning, I, I want all of you, and I want to give all of me to you. And so you take that, you dwell on it, you think of it, and you carry your Bible around like it's a like it's a prized possession, something that you're falling in love with, something that it was it's yeah, it's special to you. You take that and then you start sharing that because because what you've what you've been learning it's like fire in your bones and you can't help but do it. And so you share it and then all of a sudden God God looks down. You've been faithful with small things. And so this is kind of silly and you guys can already see what, what direction I'm going in but this is when you have small kids. The You take what used to be a straw and the whole, the, the whole thing of like drinking from a fire hose, you know? And Hebrews wrecked your world because Paul or whoever wrote Hebrews is like, you guys should be teaching. You guys should be loving life. You guys should be eating steak. And i got to come here and re-explain this and that. And you guys are fighting amongst yourselves and all of that. And so you've gone 